Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, recruiting animal here on December 6, 2017. You know, I saw a tweet the other day from a conference, and it said that job ads have to make sure that they are diverse. You know what? I think my mic is picking up my breathing, and it's bugging me. <laughs> Let me start again. I saw a tweet from a conference, and it said that job ads have to be diverse. Here's why. If you talk in your ad about crushing the competition, you might turn off women. Yeah, actually said that. The assumption being that men like the idea of fighting and destroying other people, but that women are more compassionate. And you see this kind of stuff all the time. One article will say that women are more supportive of other people than men are. Another one will say that they make better leaders because they listen so well. And you know what? I used to believe that women were nicer than men. You know when that was? When I was a little kid. But I haven't said that I've noticed it lately. No, I haven't noticed it for a long time. Mind you, mind you, I did glance at a book about gender differences Okay, And the author, who was a woman, she said she was surprised how much her little boys like to smash up big toy trucks. She didn't like to do that when she was a little girl. Okay, So maybe it's true. Maybe you have to create two sets of ads for the same job in order to appeal to both men and women. Okay, One ad is packed with action words and violent imagery. And the other one has pictures of the Care Bears, right? But, speaking of the Care Bears, you won't find them on Jerry. Jerry! What show is this? The Recruiting Animal for having me week after week. Yeah, Thank except you. when you don't show. Except when you don't show like last week, okay? No, I was here last week. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Okay. Anyway, I want to oh, say... Now <laughs> i got to be here for the whole boring hour? <laughs> yeah, okay, no, that's not fair, Jerry. Yeah, you don't have to stick around. Okay, I want to thank my sponsors before we get going. Martin Snyder, he's the boss at PC Recruiter. And Jerry, you know, I know you know that they're the Swiss army knife of recruiting software yeah. and then trend then with an h the coo of hire tool h-i-r-e-t-u-a-l it's the super duper sourcing tool and finally nick livingston the ceo of hone it h-o-n-e-i-t you know what they are i bet you don't jerry they're the online interview technology right uh, jim durbin are you here jim's looking for a job if anybody wants to hire a very smart guy who's smarter than you, okay, 
for a senior recruiting or recruiting management position. You never want to hire Jim. a guy smarter than you. Yeah, well, okay, I know that. Maybe oh, I shouldn't have said that. beat him around? You can't well, do that. Well, just the idea is that he'll take over. You don't have to do anything, okay? Ooh, so just let me give out no, like his email address. Yeah, Jim like at Brand Jim. They, uh, you know, the problem with those guys, they want equity after a little while. Jim oh. at Brandstorming. Yeah, Brandstorming.com, okay? I didn't even know if he showed up here. Uh, I know that our guest is here, Chad Balby, Chad Double D Balby. Okay, his Twitter name is Chad, C-H-A-D-D-B-A-L-B-I, Chad Balby. Welcome back, Chad. Thank you for having me. Quick correction, uh, that is my proper Twitter handle, yes, but if you're not interested in running and beer-related content, feel free to follow my recruiting uh, Twitter account at CFB Recruiter. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, CF. CF as in Frank B. Recruiter. <laughs> yeah, yep. it means nothing. I know it's Chad, you know, Frank Balby Recruiter or something. You know what? It's just no good. Chad Balby is much better. You know, it anyway, look, we, we, got a new, we, we got a new thing. Let me ask you something, Double D. Is there anybody that you hate? Come on, be honest. Do you hate anybody in this world? Politics excluded? Probably not. Really? Okay, because I think it's normal that most people hate people. I have people I hate, okay? Jerry, you can you hate must me. Hate somebody. If you need yeah. somebody to hate, you can hate me. I'll handle it. Yeah. Well, I'll here's what you. we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do some laughing yoga instead of singing, and it won't take very long, Chad. I want you to try it. I'm going to encourage you to try it. And everybody else who's here, I'd really appreciate if you give it a try. Think of someone you don't like, and then we're going to fake laugh for about 15 seconds, okay? It works last I have week. no trouble. I have no trouble thinking of someone I really don't like. And I believe that Jerry, if he just goes through his Facebook friends, <laughs> he'll find a few as well. <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to start us off, everybody. If, if uh, At the count of three, let's go, okay? One, two, three, go. <laughs> Why, what's this ORS instead of RPO? Is there, there's no difference, though, is there? 
Well, I think I think the name just sounds better. I mean, you'd, you'd have to talk to my CEO about that, so I can't really tell you the exact reason, but ORS Partners just flows a little better than RPO Partners. Okay. Anyway, have you ever seen a candidate who was good at in- – you ready? Are you ready, Chad? Always ready. Are you ready? Have you ever seen a Born candidate ready. who was good at inter- – okay, have you ever seen a candidate who was good at interviews – but not good on the job. I keep reading about these people, but I can't think of anyone offhand. Can you actually picture somebody who was great at interviews but didn't work out on the job? They were just glib I mean, uh, and had no substance. I, you know, right off the top of my head, no one specifically comes to mind. However, yes, I can truly believe that because think about it. When you're interviewing, you're overselling yourself, and then when you're actually asked to perform the job, that's when you've got to actually perform. And if you've oversold yourself a little too much, that's going to come out throughout the work. Yep. And you'd both – hold on. You don't believe – like like the, John, Dr. John Sullivan posted last week and has he, – he spoke at a conference. He says that there's – you know, interviews are totally – useless. He said they're no better than randomly selecting candidates, and he says he got that information from Google. So you're kind of agreeing with him that someone can even bluff somebody, an experienced recruiter like you, at an interview. Is that right? You can be bluffed. Is that what you're saying? I think people can, I, I think people can easily bluff other individuals, but I wouldn't agree with that, that you should randomly pick somebody. I think you should still go through the recruiting process. It's just a matter of how strong is your recruiting process to weed through the uh, bullshit. What do you mean? Okay, uh, you, we're talking well, like about I, interviews. Are you? Did you think interviews I mean, like are I worthwhile? Said, like I said, yes or no? I, I feel like when people interview, they're always the top 10% of their industry. That's just not true. There's a lot of medium average performers out there, which is okay. I mean, that makes up the world we live in. Um, but when you're interviewing, you're always the top 10%, and that's how you sell yourself. Um, unfortunately, that's just not true for the majority of people who interview. Yeah, Trust, but isn't but the job? Of, isn't it the job? Isn't it the job of someone like you or Jerry or Michael G. Cox to actually talk to these people and figure out if they really are top performers or yeah. not? Yeah. you're and, not answering and, that and it question. Depends, it, de- it depends on the job. For a salesperson or a recruiter, I can easily verify that because I can look into metrics. But, you know, an administrative assistant, it's really tough for me to determine, okay, how successful are you at your job if at the end of the day there aren't a lot of metrics you're held to on a daily basis. So you get the sense of, all right, is this a really strong candidate or not? And, and I give that feedback to my hiring managers. I just submitted somebody yesterday for a job who I felt was – one of those top 10 percenters, whereas I submitted somebody last week who I told the manager, yeah, they're probably more middle of the road, but, you know, still worth taking a look at. Okay, Michael G. Cox, you there? Do you want to comment on this? Interviews. I, I think, can you, yes. Well, no, let me ask you that I, question. Can you have, does anyone come to mind for you who, you know, you thought they were great in the interview and they turned out to be a dud? Absolutely. Why? Why did that happen? Okay, so uh, some hiring managers, I'm just giving you uh, examples. Some hiring managers have favorites. You know, this guy, they, they tend to hire mini-me's, you know, somebody that's just like me or same school, things like that. So they're almost sanctioning that sort of incompetence. Does that make sense? Okay. You're, wait a second. You're changing the topic. You're blaming it on the dummy hiring manager, okay? I'm talking about you. 
Have you okay. ever recommended someone, just like Chad said, I recommended this person as being a top performer. Or uh, Have you ever recommended anybody and then it turns out that they can't perform on the job? Yeah, absolutely. So in, in sales, you know, I'll try and get them to actually do some of the activities that they're going to be engaged in on a daily basis in the job. And during the interview process, maybe it's a different type of performance or mindset and they're doing very well. And then you put them into the actual situation and they just either freeze up or freak out and it's just terrible. So someone can perform in selling very well in a face-to-face interview and on the job they can't do it. That's, that's hard for me to believe. Jerry, what do you think about that? I'm I'm still thinking about it. I don't have an opinion. <laughs> well, have Jerry, have you ever interviewed somebody? Have you been in that situation where the guy didn't work out afterwards? Uh, yeah, nearly every time I've hired anybody for my company. <laughs> 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 anybody else want to comment on that before we move on? Because I, I think it's pretty significant. Okay. Hey, hey somebody animal, just got me listening Hi, how are you? Come go ahead, shoot, kid. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing great. Uh, so I guess the answer uh, would be that whose fault is it? And it's usually the hiring team or the hiring manager. And the other thing too is how do you define a bad hire? So is that someone who totally fails or someone who doesn't meet certain expectations? Um, the latter one sounds I, pretty I'm just good. That the question they don't out. meet expectations. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty obvious. Okay. Well, no? statistically, okay. there's been so, there's been a there's been a, there's been a number of surveys. Seventy percent are bad people. Go ahead. Hey, I up. got. I, stopped. Go I interrupted you. No, you go ahead. Finish what you were saying. Seventy percent of hires are no good. Just, Is that what you were going to tell us? They don't. They there's been a bunch of surveys done on that. They don't meet expectations. Now, I didn't see any surveys that defined it specifically like it's just a terrible hire. But it's it's always easy to go back and look at salespeople because it's math. Numbers speak volumes, okay? Uh, same way with recruiters when you hire recruiters to Jerry. I'm with Jerry. I, <laughs> the majority of the recruiters that I hired and trained didn't work out. I don't know. Okay, let me ask. Oh, says so, okay. So that you answered my question. Have you ever interviewed somebody who you thought was good and worthy of hiring, and they didn't work out? Okay, so that means we're skating on thin ice when we uh, when we interview people. We you know, make recommendations based hey. on interviews. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, Kathy. Actually, it's Shannon Myers. How are you? Shannon. Oh, hey. Yeah, barely. <laughs> Go ahead. Shannon Myers, long you. time, long oh, hey, time we've missed hey, her. Man. Hey, Go ahead. Good. I'm I'm coming off my hiatus of hiding. Um, okay. So I guess the the one question I have though is a lot of people I think what I see recruiters missing and their questions when they're recruiting is actually defining with the hiring manager and who's going to be the manager what their onboarding process is and what their regular reviews are because if they're not, you know, some people are more hand-holding. Some people are, you should be able to do this out of the box. Some people train a little bit better than others. And if you know what that is and you're asking the people that you're recruiting 
why are you leaving while you're leaving? A lot of people, they blame it on their hiring manager. They didn't teach me enough. Or they did too much micromanaging to make okay, sure that that okay, Shannon, so what yep. you're saying yep. is that you have to ask people up front or determine somehow, yeah, this is going to be a decent person, but they need to be uh, coddled when they join in order to feel comfortable or they need training. And you're saying, you can, I can, I'm not figuring out, are you saying you can discern this, this extra needs or this special needs person in the interview or you can't? Uh, that's the question. I think that you can, and I don't mean that they all have to be special needs, but I think employees and hiring managers have different styles of working together, and you sort of have to define what that is um, to make sure that that's a okay. Well, that's well, part of the interview. Can, it's it's part of the interview. It's seeing if it's, yeah. if you can determine the person, the candidate is a match for the hiring manager, right, the, or the culture of the company. That's. It's part of it. Everybody here, even even in you, just now said no. It's not always possible. Mistakes are going to be made. So I'm sticking with that thin ice, thin ice thing. Okay. So still with me, Chad? Thank you, Shannon. Nice to hear from you. Uh, Chad, yeah. Chad Double D Balby, are you you still there? You still there? I'm here. Good. I'm glad. Okay. Now look. Um, you want to talk about business development. That's something I've been interested in. I, I talked with Ken Poulter about it a lot just a few weeks ago when he was the guest. You say right in your summary on LinkedIn that you have a lot of expertise in business development. I don't know where that comes from because you're a corporate recruiter. Uh, you want to explain that to me? Well, are you talking about business development as cultivating sales? Is that how you want to talk about it? Getting clients? Isn't that what it means? I mean, when I look at business development, I think it's exactly that, just driving business within, whether it's, you know, selling as a, which I started my career on is cold calling or growing clients. Like I'm on a client now, for example, that we were only engaged in for a year, but due to my work, we're, we're extending them another year. So it doesn't have to be just okay. the cold that's, calling of clients. That's selling an existing client. That's, ex uh, uh, that's like a farmer kind of selling. It's selling yeah, an existing client. Do you have... Do you have any tips for recruiters, third-party recruiters, who want to do bring in new business? It sounds like you were you said you were cold calling a number of years ago. Any tips? We don't have to talk about this. I just thought since I saw be, it there in your be summary, in the, be in the be in the right spot at the right time. Honestly, that's what it comes what down to. What does that to. mean? What does that, that mean? Means if a, that means if a company is hiring in your territory, at least I was a territory-based salesperson, be equipped and prepared to fulfill whatever needs they have. So keep your eyes out, and if you hear that someone might be hiring, phone up the manager. Is that what you're telling me? Is that what you're saying? Typically, yeah. Typically, the manager is the one who's got the, the pain points and those who you can sell to directly, but as I always say, uh, HR is most likely going to be involved in that process, and as much as third-party recruiters don't want to deal with HR, you just have to get them involved. And how do you find out who's hiring? Just go on Indeed or something like that? Jerry, you're bored? Jerry, are you I'm, bored? No, I'm not bored. I'm just listening. <laughs> I'm taking notes. Business development yeah, notes. He's do so far, he I got he's nothing. Yeah, not I got nothing either from what he said so far. He said, so, I mean, you know, find out who's, you know, uh, who's yeah. Stay frosty is all I've got so far. Stay frosty. Yeah. Stay frosty. Go ahead. 
I'll give you a minute uh, without interruption. Yeah, as far as who's as far as far as who's hiring, usually, obviously, the job boards are the are the quickest way to find out. Um, but that also can can hurt you because a position might be open for four weeks and you're just finding out about it. But I think it's also staying yeah. pretty well connected. When I was in cold calling or the the hunting aspect of of sales, it was talking to talking to my clients and seeing you know who in their network I could speak to because I always looked at it as if I'm doing service to you and you feel confident in what I'm the services I'm providing to you, you'll be able to speak well on my behalf to anyone in your network. Or so you'll just call people. Wait a second. So you'll call people, you'll talk, you'll ask them that question while you're working on a search with them, or you'll call them out of the blue, uh, your net people, your clients, and just say, hey, I'm wondering if you've heard anything in, 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 the, in, the, uh, in, in, the, in the business. In the yeah, and you call them out of the blue or bring it, up during, bring it up during conversation. Yeah, networking is huge, okay, because but Ken, I think Ken everyone Polter, understands that on this also, call because we're Ken all Polter recruiters. Ken Poulter says call them out of the blue as well, right? Ken, am I right? Call them out of the blue? Yes. I mean, there's obviously okay. there's some preparation. You got to give it. You have to give it some thought. But I'd like to ask Chad, how do you measure well, the level of no, urgency no. when you? Go ahead. No, but he, yeah, but he's talking about calling your existing clients, not just strangers. He, that's what he said. Focus on people who know you already. Okay. So, that, but anyway, go ahead. Ask your question for Chad. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was going to ask. I was going to ask how, how does he measure the level of urgency of a hiring manager? As far as if they're going to move to work with you from a, you know, what, what, what sort of aspects do you look for? It, for like an existing client? Yeah, I mean, when you're setting your, when you're setting your priorities, how do you measure, how, how, how do you go about measuring the level of urgency, those pain points? How much is it hurting, et cetera? How, how do you go about that? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think, and I can kind of talk to an example now because I have multiple hiring managers who all are telling me their their positions are urgent. Um, to me, it's well, how urgent are you reacting? Like for example, I have I have one hiring manager who uh, tells me his positions are extremely urgent, and then anytime I submit a candidate, usually a week goes by before I'm even hearing anything back from him. Um, so obviously, that tells me it's not as urgent as as he thinks they are. And then the other part is, you know, who in the organization does that opening impact? For example, I have another position that it's impacting as far up as to the CEO of the company. Chances are to say if the CEO is, is uh, you know, impacted by that opening, that's something that should go to the top of my list. So it's not only, it's, it's getting a better sense of, like I said, who's going to be ultimately impacted throughout the entire organization, not just the direct hiring manager. You got a follow up, Ken? I have to go to an ad. Ken, you yeah, got a just one, one quick. I do. Uh, a lot of times when I talk to a hiring manager whose level of urgency is low, and they're like trying to get me to HR or something like that, I often ask the question: uh, is, is, uh, is does he have any interest in upgrading his staff? Does he have any mediocre players that he'd like to upgrade? I always like to ask that uh, question that, to put him on the spot. That's a Finkel. That's a Steve Finkel question. <laughs> that's a that's thing. A, and yeah, what, that's a good what question. Kind of that's a good question. I, I guess my 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 rebuttal to that is, what percentage of hiring managers are willing to to say, unless it's an obvious poor performer, like an obvious, hey, we need to get this you know guy or girl out of here. But what percentage of hiring managers are really willing to respond back that he or she has some average performers that they'd like to replace? Let, let me get. Let me guess. None. I'd say a very low amount. It's a, it depends what kind of people you're placing. I, I play sales guys. I get guys all the time telling me they're looking for to replace these low performers. 
Yeah. Yes, I, I think it goes back to what I originally said when you're interviewing. Metrics-driven positions such as sales and recruiting, it's pretty easy because it's black and white. Here are the numbers you have to hit, and if you're not hitting them, you're a low performer. But if you think outside of those industries, like I said, customer service reps, admins, marketing people, whatever it may be, how many people can really look at their team and say, well, yeah, that person probably I should replace. And again, if it's an obvious low performer where they're hurting the team, then yes, they're most likely open to saying that. But if it's someone who they're just like, yeah, that could, that person could be doing a little bit better, but, but we're getting by. So there's no issue. How, what percentage are really going to want to replace that person outside of metric driven positions? And Rich Rosen, before we go on, I got to ask Rich, what do you think about this yep. interview thing where everybody's talking about sales reps? It sounds like you can't really know, who you're hiring or who you're recommending for a hire based on the interview. What do you say to that? Rich Rosen. Uh, I think there's, there's a lot of times where, you, you know, you send guys, you know, sales guys are great bullshitters. So, you know, there's definitely times where I've sent people in and, you know, within two months, these guys have got blown up. Thankfully, not too many really? times, and but, you know, totally. So you, you, you can't, yeah, but you know, hold on. What, per, what percentage of times you figure you're right 90% of the time, or is it 50, 50 or, you know, how I, useful I are my, interviews? That's a question. I, I mean, I, it, I think for my job as a recruiter, my job is to bring the good, these what we think are good, talented people to the client. And, you know, for that, I mean, 99.9% of the resumes I send in, those guys are getting interviewed. 80, I think the last time I did my numbers, like 85% of the people I send in are making a deep into an interview process, if not getting an offer. The, the end of the day is whether they, the client's job is to determine really is it a fit for them. So, you know, interviewing for, you know, each position can be a little bit unique, each type of role. But for sales guys, you know, it's a lot of it's just, you know, culture and fit. And have they sold what the kind of stuff that you like, you know, oftentimes. But it's the it's up to the client. Okay, to what I'm out. hearing from you. No, no. What I'm hearing from you again is you can't tell. You can't tell from an interview if you're recommending a good person or not. So uh, I think everybody seems to be. A I think there's a le- Go ahead. Yeah, there's a level, there's a there's a level of a uh, crapshootness to it, quite frankly, you know, because people okay. are people, especially for sales roles where they're remote. So yeah, I don't I don't think interviews are 100 percent any, any so, ever. So here we got half a dozen people, experienced people. Everyone who talked has had a lot of experience, and they haven't said, yeah, I'm pretty sure after I interview somebody that I'm sending in a top performer. I'm going to go to an ad before we go on. Hi everybody, recruiting animal here for PC Recruiter. You know what? Recruiters are a lot like Frank Sinatra. They have very independent personalities. I hope they're not listening so they'll pay me for this ad, right? Recruiters, let me say it again, are like Frank Sinatra. They got very independent personalities. They want to do things their way, not your way, not my way. So they need a software vendor that lets them be themselves. Aren't I right? Remember last week I told you that PC Recruiter is the most American of recruiting software companies, and that's because they believe in personal freedom. They don't want to impose their system on you, so they make software that's very, very configurable. That means that you can shape it to suit yourself, to suit your way of working. Again, not mine and not theirs. Remember when women's liberation first became popular? A lot of you probably don't. You're too young. But there was a commercial that went, you've got your own cigarette now, baby. You've come a long, long way. Well, this is the same kind of thing. You want recruiting software that meets your needs, not the needs that someone else 
thinks you have. So you need to check out PC Recruiter. They believe in that saying, if you love something, set it free. And PC Recruiter loves you. So check them out at PCRecruiter.net. I feel a little off today. I don't know what's wrong. Chad, go, go, Chad Balby, can you steer me in the right direction? What do you want to talk about? Anything special? Well, I mean, I think I bring a, a different viewpoint of things from having a uh, an agency background as well as a corporate background and now kind of molding the two into what I'm doing now. So, yes. you know, some of your questions are more geared towards the agency world, which I understand that's your audience, but understand that, you know, my background is a little bit more of a, a hybrid than that. So whatever questions that you well, feel. I know I asked you that. You know, that was the that. business development one. No, no. The, don't tell me that the interview question, which we spent about 10 or 15 minutes on, don't tell me that's yeah. not corporate oriented, okay? Don't I'm not push saying that it is. I, I'm saying some of your me. questions. I feel, like, I feel like you need to listen to your guests before responding versus being prepared with a canned response. Mm. Oy vey, mirror. I don't like that. Do you believe in cold calling candidates? Tim, Tim course, Sackett yeah. said, no, yeah, do you? Because lots of people don't. Tim Sackett said that super recruiters are four times more likely to use the phone for the first contact. Do you agree with that? Um, if I have the number, I'll call them, but I wouldn't say that a majority of my first calls are, are over the phone. And I've seen you and Maureen have these conversations on Facebook and pounding the table for that. Um, I think there are statistics that prove phone is dying. And I think we need to also kind of embrace that. Not saying the phone so, by any means, but, but, but stop, stop with this. You know, if we don't call on the phone, we're not a super recruiter BS that I'm hearing going around. Cause I think that's point. I'm a, an, an old world thinking. Hey, Jerry. So you're taking, you're willing, Chad, you're willing to take on Tim Sackett, right? He's a guy who speaks at all the conferences. He's a very well-respected individual. He's a very well-respected individual, and I do respect him. But, yes, I I don't mind challenging him on this subject. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. But please do not. Hey, can I ask a question? Uh, you know, some of these famous people, Tim Sackett, notwithstanding, uh, I give them all the credit in the world. Is he working a desk? Day to day, I, as I understand it, he's kind of the owner of a pretty large uh, temp and staffing firm in Michigan. I just don't yeah. see him pounding the phone as much as I do him running that company. So okay. who's he talking to about well, got to get on Jerry, the phone? Jerry, because he's, he's not the on the phone. People, he sees the people. He sees the what the what he is he's on doing. the phone. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> So super recruiter company owners see people on the phone. Got it. They, gotcha. Yeah, okay. they can start. Thanks for letting me clarify that. So Tim Sackett is not pounding the phone 150 calls a day, dialing I off into the, uh, into the ethos then, right? Is that, no, is that what he can, you just said? But he can st- he can study a number of people who are mm. working orders, okay? So he knows people. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. He studies the people working orders. I own a large staffing agency. As, as, 
as I once worked in one of those large staffing agencies, and it was very important. It was, you know, 100 to 150 calls a day. Attrition in that agency was also very high because essentially they ran you to the bone, and it was only the ones who could get through that that really ultimately succeeded in that. Now, I left that agency, and I'm pretty successful myself not following that model. So if you're telling me that that's all he's exposed to, the ones being grind through that process and making it out a lot, then of course he's going to say, yeah, well, ultimately phone usage is what leads to success. Whereas I'm here saying, no, I've left that model before and walked away from that type of model. And I can say you, I can tell you I've been very successful doing so. So it really depends on the type of phone. Chad. Yeah, man, I'm with you. Whoever said phone. that. Yeah, I'm with you. Is that Rick? Yeah, Chad, Chad said it. The oh, guest, Chad. he's on a crappy phone. But, but hold on a second. Chad, did you say a few minutes ago that – did you say well, – yeah, there's nobody – even Jerry doesn't have a good phone anymore. So did you say a few minutes ago that I am interrupting people with canned answers rather than letting them talk? Well, you didn't hear me when I said it. You were just quickly to respond to whatever you thought I was going to say. So, yes, that was my, uh, that was my thing. That's a good You've point. You've done that before, though. You know, I've listened to this show a bunch of times. I, I know for a fact that that's not sometimes how you respond. It's just, it's part of the show. It's okay. You're wrong. Okay, I'll just say that you no, are wrong. No, I have to manage no, this show. Right. I have to manage this show, and I watch a lot of other shows. He's and they right. Let and just ramble. Sometimes before the show, you and I strategize how you're going to jump in on somebody when they're giving an answer with what you think they should say. We strategize <laughs> this. true, everybody. He is lying, okay? We <laughs> strategize. We make fun of the guest. I'll admit, we make fun of the guest. I'm sorry you couldn't do that this week. Hey, animal, we this could, is Ken Boulder. Ken. 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 I've got a question. I've got, I've got a question for Chad. Going back to what he said about he's, he's a believer in the, that the, the phone is uh, old school or or dying or et cetera. But my question, Chad, is, is what at what point in the process internally do you train when you go in in house as a corporate recruiter? At what point at what point do you expect them to pick up the phone? You know, honestly, a majority of the calls I'm having are pre-scheduled. So they've so I've connected with that individual on a different uh, medium form. So I always okay. expect any time a resume gets to a hiring manager's desk uh, from a recruiter, I always expect that recruiter has already talked over the phone with that individual. I'm just saying it may not be the first, and it's most likely not the first form of communication here that you're using. Well, my point so being is noise it's driving me crazy. My, go ahead. Sorry. My point. My. My point, Chad, is, 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 is look as an individual recruiter in a corporate, corporate, at what point do they stop emailing or responding to incoming? Okay, do they? Is there any urgency to pick a phone up and call somebody when the recruiter's sitting there? He's done all his emailing. He's he's looked at all of his inbound. I guess what I'm hearing from you is is that there's, you get you get these guys to a critical mass where their inbound is so good that they spend most of their time. At that point, bonding to scheduled phone calls. Is that correct? Uh, I guess that what I'm saying is if I'm not using the phone as my initial point of contact, whatever tool I am using, email, email, text message, whatever you want to call it, um, I'm nice. getting, them to the, getting them to at least obviously to agree to a call or at least get their information so I can call them. I mean, let's face it, if, if somebody's – and this is assuming they've responded to me. Now, if I – 
I will say if if my emails and my emails haven't been responded and I do have a phone number, I will call them. Sure. Um, a lot of the times the, the uses I'm using, I don't have a number for, for an individual right away. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, like I said, I think they should be speaking with them on the phone. It's just not going to be the first point of contact more times than not. Okay, I guess. So you're talking about the initial contact then? Correct. It's in relationship to the phone. From a business development standpoint, what at what point do you advocate getting on the phone? And when you're Respond, talking business so, development, I mean, that's yeah. usually you're calling a client to, you know, I'll probably use the phone a little bit more on business development than I won't only because I need to make a sales pitch to that individual. And I think sales pitches can be hard to be done over email or in mail or what have you. Okay. So the recruit, so the, so from the recruiting side of a candidate, you don't feel that that's a, that would be a priority like in business development. You know, you know, I think with candidates a little bit differently, if candidates are, and even if they're passive, if they've even got an inkling of lo- of leaving their job, they're going to be that much more responsive to you. Whereas I think on a business development side, at least I'm based on my experience, on a business development side, you really need to sell that individual or that company. Whereas with candidates, you don't have to sell as frequently. Now, if it's a super niche role, you probably do because there's probably a, not a lot of candidates out there. So you, you only have a small pool to attack. But I just, from my experience, more times than not on a business development side, the sales pitch has to be done a little bit more thorough. Hey, Animal. Okay. Hello? Hello? Hi, this is yeah. uh, Kendra. I've never called in my first time. Hi, Kendra. I don't know if Animal's still here because he's not Animal responding. Animal usually does. Uh, uh, but, but thank you very so much for, for calling in. I appreciate that. No, I'm agency, and I'm currently in a corporate role, and I'm kind of an anomaly because I do reach out with a phone call to candidates and start. Um, and I find when you call tech people, they love it when a woman calls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I believe that. I believe that. I'm not here you to generalize. By any means, but I but I definitely believe that. Yeah, and I'm kind of yeah, betting vendors. I will send the uh, you know email and the phone. Hey, I left you a message. But I find that uh, you know the personal touch and a very uh, warm, soothing uh, voice. They nine times out of ten, they call me back. See, I think that's yeah. where you have the uh, the advantage over me. You very much have a warm, soothing voice. I would yeah. I would call you back. You hear me? Work if you're me. a pasty old white guy. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you, you hear someone like me call up, and it's like, who, who the heck is that? That's the most sexist and most accurate thing I've heard all day. I know, and I'm not proud of it, but I used to be a radio DJ, so I do know how to work it. <laughs> yes, you do. I, I got to tell you, all the top producers in, in the Could Pinnacle Society, all, all those guys are all, you know, reaching out with the phone first. Is, I mean, you may send an email, but you're following up with a call whether they uh, whether they respond or not. So, yeah, I'm not I don't saying, know. I, I yeah. want to be clear here to the group. I'm not saying to avoid the phone by any means. If I have someone's number, I will call them, yes. However, I'm saying the phone is starting to become le- less effective as far as communicating with individuals as the other tools that are out there. So I'm not here advocating that no one should be using the phone. If you have a number, in fact, I'm not even going to just say with phone. If you have any ways of communicating with that person, be it email, Facebook, Twitter, phone, Instagram, whatever it is, reach out to them. You have to get a, get a message their way. I'm just saying the phone isn't at the top of the list like it was 15, 20 years ago. 
Well, if I send an this email is, and then it, pick up the phone, technically the email was first, but really it's the phone that's still getting it done. Yeah, but a lot of the times this, I'll have people who won't return a voicemail, but they'll return an email. And vice versa. In fact, there are statistics out there that say voicemails are less likely to get returned than emails or text messages are. Well, lies, damn lies, and statistics. This is Kim Polder. I I totally agree with Kendra on that technique. When I put in a when I put in a subject line of an email, uh, left you voicemail, and then put their phone number in there in the first you know first portion of that subject line. I'd say 60% of the time from from recruiting a candidate side, I get a, I actually get a phone call back, or they'll take my call, or they'll schedule something with me. That that really works, Kendra. Thanks for bringing that up. Oh, thanks. And uh, I'm I'm kind of uh, I notice some of my colleagues don't do it as much. They get enough inbound applicants, and uh, uh, but I'm farming. Oh, is everyone still there? I, I assume we've still yeah. lost animal. Yeah. Hey, could we schedule Kendra maybe for for call? I was just saying, Kendra, you should definitely. You know, you said oh, this is your animal first time being on tried. the show. I'm too no, scared of animal. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should host. Well, oh, there's nothing. The there's show, nothing to be scared about. You want, you've seen. I don't know how if you've been listening to the show since twelve o'clock, but I've pushed back on him, and he's he's like a puppy dog. You, you just push back on him and hold back. I join about once a month. Or we could just mute him like we just did. <laughs> I was going to say now's a, now's a perfect. Yeah, that's round. a competitive uh, a competitive option, I think. <laughs> um, I'm actually wondering whether or not to go to SourceCon. I have to pay for it myself, and I am also thinking about jumping into SourceCon. Any thoughts there? Anyone been to SourceCon here? I know I haven't. Hey, can anybody hear me? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's that. <laughs> uh, Some, so, yeah, someone's got the show was going very well talking. in five minutes. Okay, well that's bliss. great. It's fifty <laughs> seconds. Of, okay, look, where's Jerry? Is he still here? Jerry, is Jerry I'm here. already as well? I'm here. Yeah. Has it been going better? Has the, has the show been going well? Like these guys are saying. Uh, if, look, if the show, if the show could run itself. If the show could run itself, trust me, I'd be happy not to say anything, okay? Maybe I'm not a good manager, but I just don't think Animal. everybody's that great. Aww. Well, okay? unfortunately, unfortunately, what you missed was Kendra would love to do the show, but feels like you can be a little much. So maybe we should look at how <laughs> yeah. we can get her on the show in a very effective way. She seems to yeah, have a lot thanks. to offer. You start your own show. You start your own show, and you get the sensitive people on the on that, okay? Right now, I yeah, have to do an ad, nice I'm not going to get paid. Hey, He's oh, asked Travis me before. There. He's asked me a few times. She does have a nice voice. I would talk to you if I was in the middle of an engineering office and even with my boss standing behind me. But I have to do an ad, okay? Kendra with the magic voice. Hey, everybody, okay? I'm here to tell you about Hire Tool. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. You know, what's his name? <laughs> the guy from Rob McIntosh, the famous Microsoft guy, he contacted me just before this show. This is not about Hire Tool. He said he listened to seven hours of the show straight while, while he was traveling, and when he got home, he had to check himself into a mental hospital. Okay? But anyway, yeah. back to my ad. <laughs> back to, I'm not Michael, kidding. that's not back true. To, hey, right, he's here. 
but it's true. Yeah, you be, be careful seven when hours. you bullshit when I'm on the phone. Yeah. Well, I didn't know you were here. I told you <laughs> ah, you were. <laughs> I said, hey, Jerry, that's the listen. only reason I called in, just to make sure I called bu- bullshit on Michael. Way to be, man. Did you? Did you listen yes. to seven hours? Did you tell me you listened to seven hours of the show straight while you were traveling? Yes or no? Yes, okay. I did. That was three years ago before you jumped the shark. <laughs> you just told me this morning. Last time you told me it was ten hours. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hold on a second. Rob McIntosh. I have to do an ad for my real sponsor, but I want Rob McIntosh to tell us. Chat, don't excuse Still with me. What's going Can you I'm still, still hear here. me? I don't know what that was. Probably Alan again. Who is that? Okay, but Rob McIntosh, who's famous, he was Shally's boss at Microsoft. He started a new company this year. I want him just to tell us what it is. Just take a couple of minutes. But it's late in the game, so you tell me only a couple of minutes this time. What are you doing, Rob? Michael, I would actually take care of your sponsors that pay your bills before asking me questions. Okay, fine. I gave you a choice. Come on another time and try to get free time then, okay? Hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm back to talking about Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. And you know what? i got to tell you, I don't know why they pay me to talk about them because everybody is raving about Hire Tool for free. All over social media, they get, I don't know what it's called. But animal, animal, feedback. animal. Couldn't What's that be? People are talking about it because you've been... So effective with with the ads that they're running. Don't sell yourself you know short. I'll tell, I'll tell you, you brought that company to life, dude. Time time <laughs> to increase the bill, buddy. You've done Maybe it. Amy Miller. You've done it. Amy Miller. Yeah, thank you, Jerry. <laughs> Amy Miller, I'll say this to support what you just said. Amy Miller, the famous Microsoft recruiter, she showed yep. it to uh, a hiring manager, and he raved about it. He thought they made it at Microsoft themselves. I guess he thinks they only turn out good things there. But uh, he was very excited, and I have to say that Amy came to hire Tool through me. Yes, See? and she's always raving about it now. So, But that's an endorsement. Everybody's uh, raving uh, about it. Okay. Okay. Maybe they're paying for Jerry's coffee money. But listen, before I let leave it at that, I won't just leave it at that. For those people who are, you know, living in another planet, I'm going to tell you what they do. Hire Tool is a full service sourcing tool. You tell it what you want, and it writes search strings for you. You don't have to know anything about Boolean or, you know, how to search on Facebook. You can be a dummy. Okay. Uh, you can focus on whatever you do well. Hired Tool does that search stuff for you. What comes back are ranked results at the top of the page. You get the people who are closest to your spec. It also guesses at a bunch of stuff for you. You know, what the person's salary range is, if they should be ready to make a move at the present time. And not only that, it does it on a wide, wide range of sites like Facebook, GitHub, LinkedIn. And if you want to see a demo, Get in touch with Nin Tran. That's Nin with an H at the end, right? He's all over social media. I'll put you in touch with him if you want. And here's the thing with him. You give him a hard search to do, he'll do it for you while you're there on Hire Tool, and he won't press you to buy even if it does a great job. He's not a high-pressure salesperson. He'll just say, thanks for coming. Think about it and he'll leave it to you to decide, okay? HireTool.com, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com. Okay, now, Rob McIntosh, you want to tell us what you're doing or not? I don't care. It's up to you. No, I don't. We don't care either. Don't. 
Don't. Okay. You know what? Yeah. Hold on a second, though. Wait a second. Chad, the guest, Double D, he was complaining that I wasn't asking the right questions for a, a person like him, a corporate recruiter. What question should I ask him? You're a corporate guy. What's a good question for Chad Double D Balby? Do you have anything? I don't know, Michael. Head? That's why I called in to learn. Okay. What What I do you want? Do you have any questions? I have a question, man. Say something real quick. I have a question. Who's that? I have a question, Animal. Can I? Can I? I just want to make. Who said first? Who wants to make that point? Is that Chad? Go ahead. This is Chad. I don't have any questions for myself, but I will answer whatever questions people have. I just want to put a quick pin (laughs) on the conversation we were just having, um, just to kind of, you know, reiterate my point here. Looking at a uh, a Forbes uh, article done last year. The statistics they found are that 30% of people check their voicemail, whereas 99% of text messages uh, are are received or are opened, I should say. Um, so I'm just kind of, again, putting a point on I'm not saying the phone is something you should avoid. I'm just saying there are more effective ways of communication. That's all. Now, I know some people had some questions. Okay. Who was, who was saying they wanted to ask a question? Go ahead. I have a question. Andrew. With some guy. Rich. Where do you want yeah, Dr. Kendrick? So, so, what, so, so, Chad, so what is the best way for people, for us agency recruiters to then deal with or get through to a corporate recruiter? Because it seems like most corporate recruiters don't want to get emails from us. They don't want to get phone calls from us. And, you know, you got to send a spoke signal or some, uh, some other magical method. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on the corporate recruiter. If if a recruiter is working on a small rec load, they're just not going to want to work with you. And the reason being is, at the end of the day, a corporate recruiter's success in smaller companies uh, are judged by how many positions are filled internally versus going externally. So you're probably not, if you're chasing after a small company, chances are that corporate recruiter is not going to really want to talk to you. Okay, but look, here's the thing. Company, okay, hold on a second. No, 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 you just wait. Here's the thing. You already said it, okay, <laughs> once. Now you're repeating yourself. This is when I normally come in and say, hey, don't waste time. You already said it. Don't, I don't, recall, don't say it twice. I don't recall answering that question at all. I'd, I'd love to hear the tape no, no, where no, I answered no. that you just, question. You said it. You answered Rich. Rich asked you a question. You said, okay, if someone who's got a low rec load, uh, they don't, they're not going to work with you because they're, they're measured on how you – you know how many people they fill themselves. Okay, now then you started saying it again. I had to interpose. Well, I was transi- here's the sorry, question. I was transitioning versus much larger. No, you weren't. Don't make that up. Oh. I know exactly where you, you were know, going. You know, now, what but my, you know where you know where my train of thought was headed. I'm impressed. Your your yeah, your you ability to do that are pretty impressive. Saying it. Let me well, just I, say yes, the fall. I'll, I'll do the fo- but, If you let okay. me get a word in edgewise, I'll do the follow up <laughs> for Rich. Okay. Same to you. The, the thing is, we're we're always hearing that these corporate recruiters are working 50 recs, 50 open jobs or 30 open jobs. They're way overburdened, okay? That's what we hear. Isn't it true, Rich? That's what we hear all the That's, time. He, he just – That is. It, and even when you get the, the VP of sales, in my case, saying, hey, Mr. Internal Recruiter, work with Rich. They're like, no, I'm, I'm going to work with some putts over here who's got no experience selling, you know, hiring software sales guys, in my case. Um, you know, that, that, that is the uh, – Michael, I'll chime in if you want. Go ahead. So, yes, most corporate, large corporate companies, their recruiters are going to carry somewhere from 50 to 100 requisitions, depending on the company they work for and the roles they're filling. The best way to 
bypass a recruiter, so to speak, if that's what you're trying to do, or get on their radar, is get referred in and get referred down. So if you go to someone senior who refers you down to the recruiter, you're going to more than likely get a phone call. It, 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 I, I find, at least in the software space, even with that VP of sales referring down, you know, CCing them on an email, calling together, the internal recruiters now have so much control and power that they're completely slowing the process down, picking their friends, or even or in many cases just picking the cheapest recruiter out there, not necessarily the one with the right experience. Are you talking yeah. agency recruiter or are you talking corporate recruiter? I'm talking as, as an agency recruiter. I'm talking getting through how to, you know, even partnering with the intern, trying to partner with an internal recruiter. You know, then, more often than not. Good luck with that. Most yeah. agency recruiters are going to be hard-pressed getting a corporate recruiter to partner with them when the corporate recruiter is trying to avoid agency fees. But that's what I'm saying. That's, that's not – you're missing the point. I'm, t- uh, I'm having the VP of sales – He's got to get the agency signed on to the contract. You've got to go through HR internal recruiters, which every you know company has now. And those guys are then still blocking the agency recruiters or using, you know, for, for whatever reason. And they're, they're working with some, not others. I'm just trying to figure out what is that magic sauce to get these guys to understand that, listen, I am not looking to go around you. I'm not well, looking he told to you. His answer, hold on. It, it, okay, Rob's answer was uh, that you uh, – you have to find somebody on the inside who's your pal, right? That's yeah. it. I mean, but that's what, how but do you that's, do that? But that's, that's not even the case. But that's not the case either because I'm, I always start from the top down, and it, you get the same result. I mean, it's, a, it's amazing. Yeah, well, well, hold on a sec. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm giving you 20 years' worth of corporate recruiting point of view on this. If you, if you work with a VP of sales and you've got a relationship there, and that VP of sales says, I want to use you. I think you've got access to candidates. My internal ones don't. And you sign a contract. If that VP of sales tells that recruiting leader who tells that recruiter, we've got to look at these candidates, then you're going to have your candidates looked at. If it's a contingent arrangement. No. Where you're just, well, no. on a sec. I'm giving you a point of view based on large corporates on how this works. If you've got... You're just sending a candidate for the sake of sending it, and you don't have a relationship with that VP of sales, then your likelihood is going to be significantly less because you're one of many, many other candidates they're looking at. Yeah, but I would, I would never send a resume just sight unseen and without any contract signed. This is okay, who else said no? Was that? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got a, uh, Michael G. Cox. Was that you who said no? Yeah. Who groaned and said no? Yeah. So you want to add? I, you I got said, the last word. Okay. Go ahead. So. More often than not, the recruiter is still going to be the, the log jam there because they are trying to drive down usage of external agencies. Um, and even if there is a strong relationship with a senior, you know, a VP of sales or VP of the organization or president, um, there are other forces within an organization that are trying to drive, de- to drive down the cost of recruiting. So, so, so hold that. on. So you're an ins- you're okay. He's an inside recruiter, and so do you have any statement for Rich Rosen to advise him at this point, or are you just saying you're screwed? It's Michael G. Cox. <laughs> uh, in in many cases, yeah, I think he is screwed. Um, okay. But but there are situations where that relationship with that VP of sales, or you know, just in in that instance, uh, in that example, can can get things moving forward. 
Michael, would you agree that the more more senior the actual role, the more likelihood you'll get traction? So if it's just an individual sales contributor, less so that they'll pay an agency fee versus if it was the, you know, area vice president of sales, as an example. Correct. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do an ad. Okay. Go ahead, and somebody. I'm Go ahead. I don't care because even within an organ, you know, within one organization, you're going to come across that contradiction often. Okay, so that the, the top believe- guy, the top guy might want to use a recruiter, but the people at the bottom, they're shuffling their feet deliberately to screw things up for them. Okay, that's what you're. That's what he's saying, Rich. No, did you have no, a comeback on that? Because even even the top guy at, the, at our organization. <laughs> has people that he reports to that have certain, um, you know, oh, mindsets you go up and, down. and agendas. Oh, I see. Okay. Rich, do you want to talk about this? Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I, I, yeah, no, it's, it, this is, this is what Jerry's been talking about as well. It, it's, well, we're having the same problem. You know, it, the internal recruiters log jam it for a hundred different reasons. My, my clients are all startups. So, I mean, I'm working with C-level, VP-level, you know, referrals, and they're still – Hey, you know what? This other guy's going to do it for five grand, or you know, I got a friend that used to work, you know, selling sneakers, so they're going to do it for us now. And it's, it's just it, it, in twenty, almost twenty-two years of doing this, I've never seen a market quite like the last six months have been in terms of uh, how internal crews handle agencies. So I'm just trying to figure uh, out, you know, Chad, Chad, Chad oh, wait a second, Chad Double D Balby, he said something about corporate recruiters. I want you to think about. Well, I haven't forgotten about you, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to think about. I, have, I want you to think so about that. I wanted you to think about that when uh, when I come back from this ad, and I'll do it very quickly. It's the PC recruiter second ad. Okay, hey everybody, recruiting animals. So you're gonna do my ad, dude. What's your ad for your little girls? Uh, no, no, on my my keynote speaker stuff. <laughs> oh, go ahead. You want to be keynote speaker? Yeah, I, I'm I'm available for keynote anywhere on the planet. I'm available. Oh, but yeah, but you're charging. You're charging. You want kids parties? Twenty thousand. That's not too much for me. But plus yeah. travel and expenses. Talk about is it? Is that is that too much? How much? Twenty thousand? Yeah. You were charging three seventy five an hour. One placement. Yeah, no, that's for job. sitting in my basement in my stretchy pants. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty thousand is when I go to your place and keynote your your Christmas party. All right, uh, back well, to the drawing board. All right, I know I have more work to do something about that. I don't. Okay. I've never spoken. I don't know. Actually, I have twice. It was a disaster. Okay. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm back again for the third time with my PC recruiter ad, and I'll make it fast. Okay. I've heard that you have to say things over and over again to get people to remember them. So I'm going to review some of the main things I always say about PC recruiter. Okay. Number one, big or small, we fit them all. You can be a solo recruiter or a big recruiting team at a giant corporation doesn't matter because PC Recruiter is good for everyone. And you know why? It's number two. PC Recruiter is configurable. They let you decide what your recruiting software is going to look like. They don't force their workflow management ideas on you. And you know why? Because PC Recruiter believes in individuality and personal freedom. And you know why? Because PC Recruiter loves you. 
They really do. So check them out at PCRecruiter.net. Okay, we're going to go overtime. Is that okay with you, Chad Balby? Um, you have sure. to go? Oh, no, no. It's, it's, no, it's, I, it's, no. I can sign I you a, off. A, we got a I bunch a, of guys. I have, a, we'll, I have a 1 o'clock call, but, but it can be pushed a little bit. So that's it's fine. 1 o'clock now. Okay, I'm going to sign it's, you off, but we're going to have an after fine, show today. It's fine. Okay? No, I think we're getting into a good conversation, so I'll stay on a few minutes. We're finished. We're, we're finished that part of the conversation. Does that? Oh, there, does well, any we'll, look? Oh, I, I will... I'll let it go on. Okay. Is there anything? Does anybody want to talk about that anymore? About how to get business? I thought we resolved it. It's it's important. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the conversation as a whole is I feel is going well. So I just want to move forward. That's all. Not this. Specific okay. Topic. You know, we, I, I just want to say I really like it. The Kendra called and and I got blocked off. I mean, so she didn't have to talk to me, and, and you were so sweet and nice with her. And, and the introduction, I talked about you know the difference between smashing up trucks and being a care bear. It just worked out perfectly for her, not for me though. Okay. Okay. So uh, let's let me see. Of all the, I'll just go through my my questions. Um, what about? Here's a question. Brutal authenticity. Everybody's always talking about transparency, and I've got my standard question. If the hiring manager just can't stand the way the client talks, and I've had people tell me that, or they don't like the way he or she dresses, and I've had people tell me that, do you tell the losing candidate the truth? Uh, only if I think it's going to help them in their professional career, but if I think someone's nitpicking, no, there's no reason to do that. Well, no, it's not nitpicking. That's the reason that they really don't like them. They don't well, like, like their voice. They don't like the way they dress. You know, like no, no, and no. The no. Person for, says, for example, oh, you're for cutting example, me off. Matt, you're doing. Oh, hey, go ahead. Because well, now you're. Because I know what you're asking. For example, Jerry just posted recently on a Facebook page how one of their his candidates came in and, and left his sunglasses on his head the whole time. I would tell a, I would tell a candidate that yes, that's inappropriate recruiting behavior or interviewing behavior because if they think that's how 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 they should be interviewing, they're most likely not going to be getting a job anytime too soon. So in that sense, I'm helping them out in their career. But if it's just somebody, hey, I didn't click with someone in their personality, I'm not going to tell somebody to change their personality. It's just not meant to be for them. Then. So what do you say to them instead? What do you say to them instead? I say, I say we, I say we're we're going with a different candidate, not you. And and they say, can you tell me why, Chad Double D? Because somebody, <laughs> because somebody that we interviewed meets our uh, meets what we're looking for stronger than you do. Yeah, you. you that's what Michael G. Cox says as well. Yeah, that's a non-answer. So you 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 know you don't. I just want it's I the tell, truth. I tell I tell every single candidate who doesn't get the job that that's that that's that that's the reason. And I've had maybe two candidates try to be, ask for more explanation. Uh-huh. Hey man, I never and what do you say when answers. they ask? The hell are you talking about? Yeah, what do you I say, say when they ask? There was a there was a I, candidate who met our who met who met our needs closer than you, and that's just what he said. No, no, no. And then I'll I'll be exact and very specific about which ones. That's not true. I I, I, I can, can wait. Can I add something in here? Yeah. Okay, so so my candidate had the interview with his sunglasses on his head, right? That's only the kind of the tip of the iceberg. That was, you know, my little snippet for uh, Facebook. The manager told me that this guy was really just kind of a dick, and he might have been able to do the job because the job's not really that hard, but he couldn't picture this dick 
fitting in with anybody on his team, and it would be a huge hassle to have this guy anywhere in his uh, office. So, okay, that's a complete. Would, yeah. would you in any way ever pass along any of that to a candidate? Because only that would be helpful. Saying somebody with stronger skills is a flat-out lie, because this guy could do the job. They just didn't hire him because he was a dick. I mean, am I really going to say somebody is a dick? No. Right. No, you're not. So you're going to lie then. Yeah, I'll lie. Of course I will. I'm not going to. We just call that somebody a dick on an interview. I mean, well, who does that benefit? Who, who does that benefit hey. by telling them? That? I'm not saying you it benefits do. anybody. I was just, I was just giving everybody the full feedback on on the interview that just happened last week. I'm not. I'm not. My policy isn't tell every candidate that they're a dick. I'm just telling you what happened last week. Real life is what we call it. I R L. Okay. So, hey, authenticity. Animal, animal um, this is Kim. Yeah. An- animal, this this Kim. is Kim Pulver. Okay. We Chad's know who it is. Hey, all right. The the po- here's the point. <laughs> this, this will not that will not work. That will not work. That 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 philosophy will not work for a third party recruiter that's any good at their. That's that's why. A candidate is much better off dealing with a recruiter, a third party, than a corporate recruiter. All right. <laughs> it, 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 I, I, here's my example. The thing, when you get a turn down from a hiring manager, the thing you should be asking, even though you're going to get the negatives, why did you know what what didn't you like, et cetera? The question you should be asking as a third party, okay, is well, hey, you know what? I understand hiring manager, what you're saying about these particular skill sets and this and why you didn't like him. Tell me what you liked about him, okay? And usually you can get something out of about what they liked about him. And then when you call your candidate to let him know that he didn't make it, all right, at least you've got something to say, well, he did like this, 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 and this. But you're a little short in these particular areas. But okay. you're a dick. Or like, like, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> or, personality. Or, or, hey, <laughs> <laughs> he liked yeah, you to show up gotta, on time, it, but he thought you were an yeah, asshole. I, <laughs> I, I agree with the sunglasses. <laughs> now. You tell him, hey, you know what, you screwed up, you know? <laughs> You know what? I got I got to say something, Ken. I like I think that's a good idea. You can you know you know make the person feel a little good and then say sorry. It just wasn't you know wasn't 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 meant to be. So maybe to soften it that way. But the point is, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say I'm going to start a new recruiting service where you can outsource all of the uh, all of the thanks but no thanks calls to one recruiter. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Sorry, Ken. Good question. question. Animal, do I get time and a half for this? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to go off soon. Uh, Ken, do you have something to add to that? You were you were fit. Oh, you got cut off. No, I'll I, let you finish if think, you want. I I just think when you recruit a candidate and you get him through the process and he's interviewing, he's made those commitments, he's showed up on time, and he's done his work. I think you owe it to him. Okay. Yeah. To give him, I, to give I, him some I, good you know, theoretically. It would be nice, but I just don't see how – Jerry gave a great example. I have to say it's a classic. I'll cut it out and turn it into a, a video. Look, I have one more ad to do. You guys can all leave if you like because this guy's – Isn't there a Jerry after guys. show? Later. That's why I called in. There's no after show. Well, we'll stay on. You know what? Even if you're the only guy, just, just stay on for this ad, and we'll go a little longer. Everybody can hang up at their own rate. And finally, somebody hang, hung up who was making all that noise. It drives me crazy. Uh, that, all those funny noises, and I don't know where it's coming from. Anyway, here I am for the final ad of the show. Hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T. Hone it is phone service technology. The candidate 
and recruiter dial into the interview just like they would ordinarily, and they have a regular conversation. The only thing is it's recorded. So you have an audio recording after the interview. You don't have to worry about taking notes. You don't have to worry that you didn't hear something, okay? But not only that, they turn that audio into a transcript so you can read it and you can search for keywords, right? Again, no worry about taking notes. They do it for you, okay? You don't have to worry about the details. They do it for you. And you know what? You can also share that information with a bunch of people. You don't have to have a lot. Everybody in your company ask this candidate the same questions over and over again. You just have to do it once. And look, when you've got a special question, you press a button when it starts, after the conversation about that specific topic ends, you press another button, and you're left with a clip, a short clip that you could pass on to the hiring manager. And the good thing about that is, my final point, you can be a dummy. You don't have to know anything. Hey, you don't know anything about technical questions. But you ask the question, the candidate answers it, and you pass the answer on to someone who does know. So check it out, please, at Honeit.com. H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Okay. How much does it cost? The, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's not my job to tell you. Let's take a look at it. Nick Livingston's a nice guy, though. You can have a chat with him if, if you like. And you know what? He's a good presenter now. He really presents his product well. I saw him in an interview with Adam W. Gordon. Okay, so now the show's open. It's Chad W. Uh, Chad D. Double D. Balby, if he wants to stay on, he's welcome to. But he's got a call. I'll let him go. So should I thank you, Double D, at this point? Should I thank you for coming on? Lots you of people can thank me. me. Okay, thank you, Joe. I won't scream the thank you because we've still got people. We're going to talk a bit more. Who's making that pleasure. noise? Doesn't I, it, I really Roger? enjoy doing this. Did you? You're going to come back again because we, we had a roundtable conversation. We didn't focus that much on you. Can you guys hear I would, that I would, noise? I would love to. Yeah, I hear that. That might be Where? me, so I can jump off. I doubt it is, but. Okay. Well, we'll find out. Chad Double D Bobby, thank you! Thank I you. I really appreciate it. Enjoy it. Who else is here? Does anybody want to go on? Yeah, anybody I want to know, don't you do an after show anymore, Jerry? Well, Jerry. He, he signs off at the. He, he, oh, yeah. okay. He, he doesn't even. Okay, let me see. Here's what Jerry usually Animal says at the end of the show. Yeah, I can't. Well, you know what? Let me just see if I can. I can find out what Jerry. Jerry's got this uh, shtick. Oh, here he is. Hold on a sec. Here he is. Bill was okay. Animal was okay. But the show itself, I just. Same old I, thing. As a recruiter, there's there's nothing I'm going to now take to my desk, and I am in a state of constant listening, learning, and applying. That's my thing. I got nothing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he never gets anything from the show. This is his old. Are you familiar with the after show and its format and the goal of said show, Cliff? No. <laughs> what we do is on, on a scale of 1 to 10, you need to rate the guest and then the host. Oh, okay. And and you can you can pick a score for any reason you want. <laughs> the good old days. Does anybody have something they want to talk about, or I'll just sign off? It's up to you a guys. Ten, a okay. ten for Why Michael, don't... a ten for Chad, and a ten for the audience. How's that? Okay, yeah. that's too inflated. There's no tens. Only what about that hot DJ chick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you got to watch your step. Okay, Eleven. if there's nobody else. Nobody, anybody want to say anything? Jerry, you want to take over for the after show? Jerry. 
Or he's gone. I forgot. Okay. Come on, oh, Jerry. I wanted to really give my opinion with you, my old buddy Jerry. Well, okay. He's gone. He's gone. It's too late. But you call back in and tell us what you do another time. At the beginning of the show, I'd like to know, okay? Are you doing any real business? Do you, ha- uh, you know what? You have to pick up. You have to pick up business, don't you, Rob? Correct. Right? Yes. So you know all, you know all about business development now, and you can teach us about that. I'm. I if if I was ridiculously successful, I could, but I can't say I am. Well, you will be though. I mean, okay. Well, we'll talk about that another time. Everybody, thank you. Oh,